Welcome back to Leadership Locker. I'm, I'm laughing because I was just going through all my ideas for podcasts on the phone and Rob and I are sitting in this firehouse. Our last episode was from downstairs. Now we're upstairs in the firehouse suite. It's an Airbnb suite. It's ridiculous. I'm really lucky we have all our stuff here or our cameras here. But anyway, I'm laughing because the note in my phone, Rob, said, don't pay for the network. Okay. The reason I say that... I love this. <laughs> I love where we're going with this. The reason I say that is this, man. And I'm not even going to sugarcoat this at all. I'm in this group called Full-Time Filmmakers on Facebook. And it's from a course I bought forever ago when yeah. I, when I, I mean, I was not, I I've seen even advertising camera. the course. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really good. And there's a dude in there who said like, I don't love school at all. I'm in college. I want to quit to do this full-time and all this other stuff. And it was a rash of people saying, quit, do your thing. You have enough time to figure things out and blah, 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 blah. And there's a couple of people who are like, you can still use it to your advantage, a degree and all this other stuff. And I wrote, I don't use anything from my MBA from USC. And there's a couple of people who are like, I find that very hard to believe. I'm like, I swear to you, I don't fuck with statistics. I don't care about economics. Right. I don't apply the marketing that I learned in there for sure, because they just use the same tired ass stories and entrepreneurship, like good intentions, bad judgment. You know what? You can't teach it. I don't know how many teachers in entrepreneurship are actual entrepreneurs. Right, they're professors. It's insane. So anyway, that has nothing to do with the fact that I, I'm, I'm not disgruntled about it or anything like that. But I, I truly don't necessarily use it. So when I was going through this notion of like, do I even need to continue doing this? Because I'm coming out of pocket because it's private. So I'm like, dude, you're not paying for the degree, you're paying for the network. And why would you pay for the network? Like... Do not fall for that line. This is me, my opinion only. You don't have to pay for the network right. if you know how to say hello to someone and actually give a shit about what they're doing. Prime example, how much did we pay to get this filming location right now this second? I think we paid zero dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> we were filming outside because it's a big fire engine red door because it's a historic firehouse and you just networked our way in here. Mm -hmm. And you did nothing crazy. You didn't pay. You didn't do anything. You had a conversation. He invited us in. And then the real networking began. And we don't even need to call it networking. Yeah. You guys literally just, just having to know each other talking about mortgages and lenders and realtors and all this other stuff. But like the notion that taking on debt for the network and the, the kind of belief that I'm going to know a USC guy in Austin and he's going to hook me up with this job because I need a job at Google or wherever is ridiculous. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to network, then you're definitely going to waste a ton of money on your network. Right. It doesn't matter, man. So I, I, I'm obviously like hyped up about it, yeah. but I just, I just don't like that idea. And, and I just don't feel like so many of the things that we pay for intrinsically require money. What do you think? I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I didn't know this is what we we're going to talk about before you hit record. And I'm glad that we are because I've been thinking about this. And I think what we're talking about applies to a ton of different scenarios in life. Do you buy it or do you build it? And, you know, I, I was thinking heading into 2021, I'm doing all my marketing plans. I'm budgeting. I'm setting our goals. And what you and Eliza have helped me build is my own audience. Right? I didn't pay for it. I, I mean, I paid some because you guys helped me cut the videos and stuff like that. But, but the audience itself that I've built on social media 
is because I religiously click every day, connect, connect, connect. (laughs) And I engage with other people's content. So I've built that network. I didn't pay for it where I could go, you know, down to one of the local TV stations and I could, I could drop $2,000 a month in television ads to the network that they built. So I love this concept because I think as it relates to entrepreneurship is that if you're trying to make it for real and you want to do it, you want to ball on a budget, building your own network, building your own audience through social media is the ultimate sweat equity play. And, and it can be true on people that you sell to, people who refer you, or just people that you interact with that make you better, yes. that make you stronger. And that's what the network is. And you're so right. I don't have to go get an MBA right now. I had somebody ask me the other day, hey, man, are you going to use that GI Bill to go get an MBA? I'm like, what am I going to learn? You know, what am I going to learn from that that I can't go buy a $10 book from or meet somebody like Rich who can help me get my, my social media marketing game to the next level? Like, I don't have to do that. And here's the other thing, man. Like, just because someone comes from a brand, a school or a company, you know, fuck, the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Are you going to hire every Marine that asks for a job from you? No. No, no we're yeah. not all created equal. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm like a top 5% Marine or whatever. Sure. I'm a freaking gangster on the outside. Yeah. That's for sure. But like, <laughs> dude, that doesn't, it's not a qualifier. Like maybe it gets you a conversation. So here's how I look at it. That you're paying for the network. Oh, that introduction is going to lead to this. Uh, obviously, you're already putting the pressure on that there needs to be an ROI from that, right? Besides just your education. Right. You're trying to break a glass ceiling that you don't feel like you could break without an MBA or, or a bachelor's, whatever, wherever you are. But the second thing is you are relying on those that degree or that piece of paper to probably land you like this home run connection that's going to put you in Tesla mm-hmm. as a product manager or mm-hmm. some shit or whatever. Right. Here's the thing with that. Home runs are great, but I'll take singles all yeah. day. One of the best baseball players of all time, my favorite baseball player of all time, is Derek Jeter. That dude wasn't a monster, yeah. you know, batter, like singles, singles, singles. The yep. Suzuki, you know what it is? And it's so funny. Ann and I started Moneyball the other night, and we got to finish it. But I love that. Yeah, I too. love that movie. But dude, I will take, how many hits, singles, do you have on a weekly basis that feel like home runs? Right. You, especially, yeah. like... For you, it's insane. Yeah. Like you cannot duplicate that just because in a, you're in a network. Right. So talk to me about how you're getting all those singles and, and expanding. I love the baseball analogy. And I'll tie it to my favorite baseball player who was Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, yeah. Monster. Yeah, I mean, we, so, so the story is my dad, you know, he left Camp Pendleton and he went to fly the Commandant. So we lived in Annapolis, Maryland. So I'm in my formative years and it's right at the rise of Cal where he's getting close to breaking Lou Gehrig's record of yes. consecutive games played. And, and so I'm just enthralled by this guy because he played the game the right way. Yes. You know, I mean, he didn't get nearly as many hits as Jeter, but he was the best shortstop of his generation. And then Jeter came along and obviously Jeter was the best shortstop of his generation or second baseman, I'm sorry. But at any rate, what Cal and what Jeter did was they showed up every single day mm-hmm. and they didn't worry about hitting the long ball every day. They showed up and said, how can I contribute to my team's victory? You know, and if that means hitting a slap single you know, stretching out a double, playing good defense, and then cheering on, you know, the big guys when they hit the yeah. long ball. Yeah. They were the heart and soul of that team, mm-hmm. both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And they showed up every day, they worked hard, and they did it the right way. And so 
I think you and I would probably both agree that what we're talking about in, in the sense of business, in any, any arm or any component of business, that's what is going to win over the long term. You can make this awesome startup and you can scale it and you can exit and you can make $500 million or whatever it is. And if that's your goal, great, go for it. Sure. I want staying power. I want lasting power. Um, and, you know, so the comparison to Jeter, I think, is excellent because you just show up every day and you work hard and you do the right things. That's just, that's my value system. So. And I mean, home run hitters, they could have a great year. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what happened? Yeah. The next Ryan Howard is a good example. Oh, yeah. He fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So back to you're paying for the network. So here's the thing. So Rob's talking about showing up every day and, and all these things. And this is going to sound like the most simplistic advice. And I promise I'm not insulting anyone's intelligence, but it's fresh in my mind because I just had a conversation with Rob about it the other day, which is you just need to have more conversations. Mm-hmm. Like period. If you're an introvert, get the fuck over it. Start having conversations with other introverts. Yeah. And then you guys could be introverts together, but at least you're at least talking about the stuff that you want to talk about. If you're an extrovert, talk to more people, loosen people up. The more conversations you have generally with people, the capacity for things to just start happening without you having to push it is immense. And I want to share this story. And then Rob, you give me your two cents, obviously, but I built this business before there was clients or anything on the premise that I was just going to take every single LinkedIn request and ask for a call, take the calls over and over and over and over and over until recently. And by recently, I mean like a long stretch now where I'm just like, I can't, or I'm heads down or whatever. And, and I know it could be fruitful and I don't mean financially. I mean, like it could just be good to know another person. And I've kind of talked to myself out of taking the time to do that. And I've been watching you do it and it just reminded me like, dude, don't forget your roots. And I'm not saying I'm too big for those conversations or anything like that, but that is literally what helped start this off. And in many of those instances, even though I was the guy with less experience, I found out that I was helping other people. You had a video about that yourself where like you thought, you know, they were going to impart something on you and it was the opposite. But anyway, talk to me about like the cadence and, and how you do it or why you do it. And is it, is it worth it? Yeah. My product or my service, whatever you want to call it, what I offer to the world, it literally everybody is my potential customer. And so I I treat it that way. And it is true. You know, the state requires you to have auto insurance, you know? (laughs) So, so, I mean, there is that component to it, but I don't, you know, if somebody, Jenna, my wife, she, she got on to me about this the other night because it was like 5.15, we closed my office at six, a lady who I've connected with on LinkedIn just wanted to come by my office and talk about LinkedIn marketing because she wants to get into it too as well. And so I gave her 30, 45 minutes of my time. I didn't ask her for anything. I didn't pitch her. I didn't say, you know, who's your insurance agent? I didn't do any of that. And Jenna's looking at me and she's like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that I was wasting my time because within the next like four or five days, she referred me three really good potential opportunities. She wasn't one of them and that's okay. Eventually, I think she'll probably come around, but I just fail to believe that if you do the right things, you'll get the wrong results. It's just not possible to do that. So, you know, my mentality in it is, and, and, and I'm with you because I'm getting to a point where capacity is now becoming a little bit of an issue. You only have so many hours a day and you have to discipline yourself 
to work within those confines because I have dedicated time to my family. That's why I got into business for myself to begin with. So I'm going to hold that line. So there has to be a little bit of qualifying on the front end of, okay, is this really going to be somebody that I can help or that can help me or the magic sauce, we can, we can both help each other. So there has to be a little bit of, of that. But then also too, where I'm at, Rich, where it sounds like you are, is now's the time for me to add resources because the opportunity to scale exists. Yes. I just need to let go of some of it. Yes. You know? Again, so yes. I think when, for anybody that's watching this or listening to that, when you start to feel like, okay, I can't handle it anymore, or I'm getting away from doing what got me here, it's probably because you have a million other things that you should delegate so you can do what you want to do, whether that's you want to be the rainmaker or you want to be the, the coach behind the scenes that puts everybody in the right play yeah. to, to, to generate the revenue. Yep. That's the, that's the point. That's where you got to ask yourself is now the time. Well, you were talking about qualifying. Like, I just want to put this message out there. Number one, don't pay for your network. But number two, what Rob was saying, I, I do believe you should not feel guilty about qualifying conversations. If someone wants to learn more about your business and that shit's all over your fucking LinkedIn about mm -hmm. info, sorry. Mm -hmm. That's already an indicator. Mm -hmm. We put out an Easter egg for, uh, you know, I made a funny post where I spelled all this stuff wrong yes. to look for a QA person. I'm like, email Eliza and put this in the subject line and a bunch of people DM'd me and DM'd her. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't even care if they're overqualified. Right. I'm just like, it's Follow simple. instructions, right? So same thing when it comes to like, if you're going to approach someone, especially if you are in the position of asking for advice and needing help while Rob and I are like really people are happy to have that. Like there is a point where you do have to kind of qualify mm -hmm. because there's already an indicator that it might not be valuable. And the last thing we want is to feel less productive right. over the course of an hour or half hour than we could have. Right. That's like a killer. But anyway, look, the more conversations you have, uh, the better things are going to be. You guys got to follow Rob if you haven't already because he's he's someone who's just like on a war path right now because he does that. And the reason that woman gave you three referrals is because the intent was pure from the get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the ultimate qualifying that metric simple. that I use. Like you yeah. can feel that when that's coming on. So when you feel that, just you know, just know that that's probably not the best use of your time. Yep. And look for those people who want to make a genuine connection with you. Absolutely, Rob. Where can people find you? And what service do you offer in case anyone needs anything? From Hit me you? on LinkedIn. Rob Renz on LinkedIn. You can go to my website. It's ilminsurance.com. We handle all personal and business insurance. If anybody wants to have a professional conversation with me, I'm more than happy to do it.